You know, Lloyd, just when I think you couldn't possibly be any dumber, you go and do something like this. And totally redeem yourself! <laughs> Watching Dead, the officially unofficial podcast for AMC's The Walking Dead. I'm Jim. Everybody, me wrong. And tonight we're going to be talking about season two, episode seven, entitled "Pretty Much Dead Already." Uh, do we have any news to start off this episode? Uh, I just want to point out a article that I posted to the Facebook site um, that ha- was entitled Five Ways That You Can br- Fix Walking Dead." Uh-huh. And I don't know if you know to the extent that you agree that Breaking or Jesus, The Walking Dead <laughs> needs to be fixed. It's from the Atlantic. Mm-hmm. Um, but it has a really long kind of explanation for this, but it lines up with some of our thoughts. I thought, oh yeah. Um, okay. Again, sign up for a Facebook fan book, uh, fan page if you want to read the link. Um, but one was stop repeating scenes, something yeah. that we've yeah. been on board on. Definitely. Uh, two is embrace the genre, which basically means more zombies and more uh, horror. I don't know that I agree cliches. with that one, honestly. Um, I well, feel like the Walking Dead strength is that they don't. What they're saying is, if The Walking Dead is decided is not going to be a smart show or consistently smart show, (laughs) it should go the other way. Yeah, consistently dumb. Uh, Three's a big uh, fan of ours. Develop characters through flashbacks. Uh, Yeah, I've been saying that for a while now. And it talked about how Lost did that effectively, Mm -hmm. and even Mad Men. Uh, Number four, uh, keep things moving. Yes, Uh, please. You know, it's 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 okay to have more than one thing happen in an episode. Really, you'll be fine. And the other one is to punish morality or face moral compromises. And they, they compare that to Game of Thrones and Breaking Bad, where there are no really good choices. There are a bunch of, you know, less terrible ones. Yeah. And if you try to make a moral choice, it ends up biting you in the ass. It's like Walt, you know, every time he tries to solve a problem, he creates three others. Yeah, I like that idea. I like it, too. And I think that so far, a lot of the show gets away with kind of being black and white, other than mm-hmm. with the exception, the huge exception of Shane. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd like to. So if, if you want to see some more commentary on that, uh, hit up our Facebook site. I might link it in the show notes, too. Uh, yeah, you probably should. Maybe. Okay. I want people to join our Facebook site, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That was a good show. I mean, as we alluded to in the show opener, uh, the quote from uh, Dumb and Dumber, Yep. this show has kind of redeemed itself in my eyes. In fact, I think we're going to get to the end of this episode uh, and have a rollicking debate about how clever the writers actually were. I think so, too, because um, I'm not fully on board with that. And I read your uh review of it last Aww. night and it you seem to be a little more on board with it than i am but we'll talk about that later really teasers <laughs> uh okay why talk, don't we you want to pimp our uh show 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 theme show theme yeah oh the music, the music. yeah uh that's my brother's band called my Stereana. you can find them at my uh or use a link that we'll put in the show notes and you can get the whole four minute uh theme song there it's that they made. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's got a dirty sound, like a zombie's fingernails. <laughs> exactly. That's what I told him when he, he was making it. Make it sound like a zombie's fingernails. Yeah. <laughs> okay, let's get into the recap. 
Uh, the episode tonight opens up with Glenn telling the group about the Barnwalkers. Dropping the bomb. Yeah, and he makes no... Uh, <laughs> he doesn't mince words here. He's just like, look, there are walkers in the barn. Right. And he learned that from Dale last episode. Dale's just like, spit it out, son. I'm starting to feel like he's like Sheldon from... Uh, Big Bang Theory. Big Bang Theory. <laughs> really? Like, he has no idea how to express anything gracefully. It's just going to be... Yeah, but he's learning now. Yeah. Right? I mean, Dale has kind of taken him under his old fatherly wing. <laughs> his wrinkled wing. Him. Yeah. Um, okay, I'll buy that. And, and, well, he's taken him under his old wrinkled hat, apparently, now, this episode. And, and already, this thing gears us up to be in full Shane mode, right? Because he's, you know... Oh, yeah. He's like... This, you know, Rick's like, this ain't our land. And he's like, oh, yeah, well, this is our lives. Mm-hmm. And he's in full-blown redneck Shane mode. I loved it. I actually I kind of too. turned a corner on Shane this episode. Just and, this and, episode? And I have problems with this. Uh, it, it's it's almost feel like I'm, you know, it, it's almost be like a next season Breaking Bad gets me to start rooting or liking Walter White again. It's yeah. Like after yeah. all the terrible things he's done, uh-huh. why am I rooting for this guy? <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. Shane is very much supposed that, to be the bad guy here right but you can't but, help but think man he's doing everything right to yeah, survive he's doing the lord's own work here absolutely everything that no one else is willing to do he's going to do this episode mm-hmm. um maggie's not happy though maggie's very unhappy with glenn as we'll see later but she's over there shaking her head no don't tell him yep but of course dale tells him to and he does have you heard of the new the new expression that's going around on reddit Noel n-o-l no. It's called, like, noping out loud. Like, no. when something's so wrong, you go, nope. You can't contain it. <laughs> no, I, think, I haven't I seen think, I think she was nulling. Yeah. yeah. To herself, if that makes sense. She sure. Was, she was nul- noping out loud in her head. <laughs> <laughs> visibly. Yeah. <laughs> visibly nulling. Yeah, okay. Uh, so then the group goes over to investigate the barn. Uh, and I, I'm still, every episode, blown away by the zombie makeup. I mean, Greg Nicotero and his team oh, are masters. When the first zombie just stuck its, well, I don't want to say its lack nose, of nose, his, yeah. his, his gaping nasal cavity, <laughs> that was freaking amazing. Like, do you think that was yeah. blue screen or practical? A lot of the stuff they do is blue screen. Or green stuff screen, where they, I guess, now. Yeah, yeah. The stuff where they subtract from people, though, I think is typically green screen. Really? Um Because it's hard to, unless, although, did you know that that one zombie that was in the gymnasium... That came. That was uh, his legs were chewed off. That came after mm-hmm. Otis. He was actually a pair. Uh, had lost his legs. Double amputee. Th- that's what I'd heard. Yeah. So and like sometimes maybe, they'll do like they'll get really skinny people so that they can build up the makeup on them. Maybe they got a casting call for a dude that missed was like missing a nose. Or <laughs> they might have had a false. There are nose. people that. Hell yeah. 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 Sure. Like what was that terrible uh, Dan Aykroyd movie? Mm, I'm not a big. That Dan was like Aykroyd from the nineties. N- like uh, I don't remember, but he played like a judge in a small town that wore a false nose. It was disgusting. Eddie, let's not. Uh, was let's that not... with Tom Hanks? Was Tom Hanks in that? I feel like Tom Hanks was in that. All I know is the Digital Underground provided the set. You know, they had <laughs> right. the Humpty Hump dance guy in there. They did like a whole oh, music man. video randomly in the middle of the. We need to move on. Yeah, off topic. I want to <laughs> say though that. Uh, I I lost. I continued to admire Dale up through this scene because, like, just when everybody was tearing into Dale, he or sorry, Glenn, he stood up and said, "You know, I knew about it too." Yeah. 
and you know what? I thought we could survive another night, and we did. I yeah, mean, he and, is not and afraid. last episode where he was talking to Herschel, he didn't say that Glenn found out. He said, I was snooping around. I found the barn. Yeah. He's uh, taking he's defending the, him. Yeah, and, and, and you know, standing up to crazy Shane is, again, no mean feat. Absolutely. And this guy knows how to stand up to Shane. Um, of, of course, Shane here, yeah, is totally laying it out, just telling everyone how it is. And, and I, I, I was actually glad he was there because he was keeping it trill. Yeah. I mean, 100%. It's like, look, what the hell are we even debating this for? <laughs> yeah, well, this is insane. Mm-hmm. Um, so then, of course, Shane goes over to check on the barn security. Um, and I like how when he gets up close to the door and the zombie jumps out and scares him, First thing he, he does. instinctively reaches for his gun, which he isn't there, there. And that had to piss him off. Oh, like, yeah. knowing there's a barn full of walkers, we don't have any weapons, and it's Herschel's fault. And Yeah, and I think that uh, – and, and also Rick's. I think oh, that surely. that moment there set the rest of the plot in motion. Definitely. It was Chekhov's lack of gun. <laughs> nice. Um, so then we get the scene where Maggie smashes an egg on Glenn's head, which Why I thought was pretty funny. Why would you waste an egg like that? <laughs> I love that that's his first thought. Yeah, Not right. like, I can't believe he smashed an egg on my head that was actually, because it's annoying. He's but, thinking like a survivor. I like that. Yeah, yeah. He's taking some lessons from Shane. I wonder what happens if you smash an egg on Shane's head. <laughs> I don't know. Would it be absorbed by the lobes? Maybe the lobes would just open their mouths and eat it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on. Like the tongue from from <laughs> into the kung pao. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, again, let's move on. Let's move on. Next scene: uh, Lori and Carl are talking about <laughs> Sophia during <laughs> during the whole. Break. I gotcha. You're cracking up over there. Yeah, man. I'm just seeing Steve Oden. Is it who's the Odenkirk that was doing that? Steve Odenkirk. Was it He's yeah. doing the little you know eyes and teeth on on Shane's lobes? <laughs> yep. God, you, dude, you need Photoshop. to. That's on Reddit. Yeah. If it's not on Reddit by the end of this week, it's a moral failure on your part. <laughs> it will be. All right. Um, so Lori and Carl are talking about Sophia, uh, and Carl's doing homeschooling, which was kind of cool to see. Uh, he's was not actually. It? Yeah, yeah. The kids got to learn, right, dude. Uh, I've had school called off because there was like three inches of snow on the ground. Yeah. If a zombie apocalypse is coming and you can't get school like called off, I'm calling bullshit. Okay. Um, I mean, what, what's the other option here that Carl goes through life as a dumbass? Well, only knows how to survive. Yeah, actually that would be an improvement. I think on most of the group here, a little bit of, a little bit of focused, uh, you know, focus curriculum on running, uh, cardio, a, a gunsmith, uh, shooting accuracy. Yeah, I sure, think. sure. But I, he's got to be able to, like, record what happens, right? He's got to be able to read and write. Whatever. I'll leave that to Dan Brooks. <laughs> okay. So enough about the homeschooling. Let's move on. Okay. Uh, next scene, Carl stops Daryl from going back out to look for Sophia. Or did I say Carl? Carol stops Daryl. Yeah, Carl doesn't do anything in this scene. Uh, so I'm. Why does Dale or why does Daryl get mad here? Um, why do you think? Because I've got a couple. Well, first of all, uh, there's one good reason. Carol was coming on to him, and Daryl, yeah, has no idea how to feel about that, right? Or just it's Carol. Yeah, that's where I was going with it. Were you okay? Um, no. I, so I I saw that as like some attempted sexual tension with the writers. Sure. Uh, but a lot of people on the internet said that this was an evolution of their mother son relationship. 
because in the show they're wanting I think they're trying to portray Carol as older hmm. than okay. maybe she looks or something but there the, a lot of people are getting a, a, a mother son relationship did you get that uh no I'm picking up love interest vibes from that relationship well now okay from who from Daryl to Carol or Carol to Daryl uh, obviously Carol to Daryl right now really yeah so do you think that she got hotter when he called her a dumb bitch uh, no, I think with her history of abuse. <laughs> oh, you must love me. Yeah, that was definitely not a good way to go about it. But I, th- I there's a couple of reasons here why I think he got mad. First of all, uh, Carol's being nice to him. Mm-hmm. He's she's showing the love that uh, Merle said he'd never get. You know, and he doesn't and know how to deal with that. Exactly, he has no idea what to do because it's the first time it's happened to him. Um, and then number two, he's been out searching for Sophia and now her mom doesn't even care. Her mom's telling him not to go back out and search. He's been risking his life this whole time. His side is messed up because he was out searching for her. Right. So he could feel a little betrayed there. And as he says later in the episode, like that's all he's, I mean, or anything he says, there's a, what else do I have to do? Yeah. Like this is his mission, Mm -hmm. you know? So so I don't know. I don't have much else to what say. What do you think about, about Carl? I think you skipped over a scene where the Carl was talking to Rick and he said, uh, you know, Shane's just scared. I'm not leaving till we find Sophia. I think she'd really like it here. Uh, okay. I don't remember that scene. Really? But I may have skipped it. With yeah. Carl Jr. sitting there with his cow. The, the, Carl Jr. Carl's had a kid already. <laughs> Man. I always <laughs> think that he's like Rick Jr., especially when he's yeah. wearing that goddamn hat. Oh, yeah. We'll get to that scene. So <laughs> Carl... Carl uh, is sitting there saying that and kind of like foreshadowing the showdown with Shane, foreshadowing the death of Sophia. Because anytime anyone starts expressing optimism mm-hmm. in the show, mm-hmm. dollars to donuts, that optimism is not going to be paid. It needs repaid. to be crushed, yeah. stamped out. Right. Yeah. I feel like that's what the writers are doing. It's just crushing any hope they have. Right. Um, so moving on to the next scene, uh, Dale gives Glenn his hat and then talks to Andrea about Shane. Yeah, I'm uh, glad that Glenn didn't have to join the hat club just to get a hat, you know. I'm glad he didn't have to get shot in the stomach to... Oh, is that the hat club? Yeah, I remember. Oh, well, he didn't want Rick's hat yet. Oh, really? He yeah, wasn't... once he decides, hey, I want Rick's hat... Uh, it's all over. There's a bullet waiting for him. Yeah. <laughs> um, so why, why, when Dale is in the RV with Andrea, doesn't he come out and tell Andrea what Shane did as far as, like, lining up Rick in his sights... Um, and holding him there, as he said last episode. Because that's not his style, man. He's a lot more passive-aggressive. You think? Yeah. Like, he wants, I think, and and a reader kind of nails him when we get to the feedback section. He kind of wants everyone in the group, except for maybe Shane, who he's identified, to love and uh, respect him. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so he just didn't do it because... Like, maybe she wouldn't believe him, and then he'd right. look like an asshole again? Or I guess... Because uh, uh, what bothers me about Dale? Because again, I had some grudging respect for him last last episode and early on in this episode, but his modus operandi seems to be: I don't trust a group to make their own decisions, so I'm going mm-hmm. to take actions to make sure I get my way. Yeah. I'm going to fake repair the RV so we can't leave. Yeah. So the debate for so the leave Sophia never even happens. 
Um, I'm worried about Andrick shooting herself, so I'm going to steal her gun. Yeah, he uh, seems to be holding very I'm, important things hostage. Yeah, I'm 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 worried that Shane is going to do something rash with the barn, so I'm going to steal all the guns and take them mm-hmm. and steal all the guns and take them into the swamp. Yeah, and I that I hope the writers are building that to pay off and bite him in the ass. That would be nice. That be- really would. because that is a very shitty way to lead your your life. That mm-hmm. not only do you, what you know is best, but you are going to then cripple and handicap the people you love, so that they can't make a decision contrary to you. It's very controlling. Yeah, um, and that goes back kind of to I don't know the morality stuff. Um, yeah, and I, something that you said earlier about how uh, well I want to talk a little bit about that number five thing and the how to fix Walking Dead. Um, it seems like they do have a lot of moral choices in the show, and yet every time Rick chooses the moral path, nothing bad happens to them. Right. Is that – do you think that's on purpose from the writers? Are they saying that that maybe things will work out for you if, like, good karma sort well, of thing? Uh, give me an example because uh, I'll we'll, – we'll one go, thing it's like so – We'll he, go with the Sophia thing. Yeah. Nothing bad has happened to them. Carl almost died. Otis died. Sophia ended up. You know, they risked their lives. Carl's fine now. Otis, he didn't. You're care right. About there Otis. was no. There, there was no lasting. There's no lasting yeah, permit damage yet. Now I think sure. that they're really. I mean, I I think that season two point five is shaping up to be a fucking catastrophe. I hope so. <laughs> um. So yeah, I I I think we're going to see the chickens kind of come home to roost in this episode. Yeah. Or that, that, the, the, the second the half, back right. half of uh, season two, for sure. Yeah, that'd be cool. If not, I will be kind of disappointed because you're right. There's been some bad things that happen, but mm-hmm. they literally are erased by the next episode. Uh, speaking of bad things happening, when uh, Glenn asked Dale to take over a watch, I assumed the walkers were going to bust out of the barn immediately and start so eating people. And- I, knew, I knew Dale was up to something. I didn't gotcha. know what he was up to. Well, I'm, I'm just saying when Dale is a lookout, bad things happen. Oh, for and, sure. And, and I've actually got a theory on that that we'll get into a little bit later. <laughs> okay, okay. But we'll see. Um, so next What do you scene. think about his whole speech to Andrea about you want to be – I mean, I, I this this really turned me off, this whole passive-aggressive thing. It's like mm-hmm. anytime I, you want to beat me up anytime I show concern. No, she wants to beat you up when you're being – you're sticking your nose inappropriately and being an asshole. Yeah, he's got this yeah. raging nice guy syndrome that kind of makes me sick to my stomach. I alternate between thinking he's got this strong core and thinking he's got this Weasley way about it. Sure, uh, he's definitely Weasley, and manipulative, and but he also is tough and strong in a weird. Yeah, he'll stand way. up to Shane. He'll stand up to Rick or Herschel or anybody who he needs to. But hmm. but at, in certain respects, he's weird. I haven't quite cracked his nut yet. Sure, sure. Uh, so let's go to the next scene. Rick confronts Herschel about the barn. Um, and I, I have to say, every time that Rick and Herschel are on the screen together, I'm riveted. I love their conversations. I love their interactions. Uh, well, Herschel's a really good actor. He's fantastic, yeah. I mean, he plays inner turmoil very, very well. As we can see at the end of this especially, mm-hmm. man, he he blew my socks off at the end of this episode. A lot of people had a problem with that portrayal. We'll get to that later, I guess. Oh, you're kidding me. Okay. Yeah. Psychotics. Um, next scene. If you disagree with Jim Jones, you're psychotic. (laughs) Did you have anything else to say about that that conversation that they had? Nah, moving on. (laughs) All right. Uh, So Rick reports back to Shane and tells him Lori's pregnant. That's Uh, his trump card this whole episode. 
the pregnant card. Argument going, not going my way. Uh, hey, yeah, <laughs> did I mention my wife's pregnant? Yeah, it really is. He's he's pulling that card out a lot. Yeah, put that card back in the deck, Rick. Uh, so Shane is kind of blown away here and manages to just barely congratulate him at the end. Right. Uh, and covers his, his dumbfoundedness. Don't you think, I mentioned this in my review, don't you think that would have been a hell of a time to... Uh, make this whole right the 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 come to Jesus as they as they as they say with Shane on yeah. this yeah it's like, definitely e- a good time maybe not drag it out but just kind of like somehow say look I know things happen when I wasn't around and I want you to know that I'm moving I don't blame you I don't blame Lori things happened mm-hmm. but now this is the way it's like I, I think he should have acknowledged that instead of letting this fester and I think he. There was a little bit of maybe the Rick showed he was angry about it because when he stalked away, I kind of clearly got the like he was subliminally saying, I know. Yeah. But I'm pissed at you. Uh huh. So it's like. It was a very smarmy thank you. Maybe he's only okay with Lori's side of the equation. Huh. But at the end, when he's anguished calling him brother, like, you know, brother, don't do this. I mean, I. Rick seems more conflicted than what we uh, maybe has suspected at the end of last episode about the whole deal. Yeah, and how could he not be really? Yeah, so I thought that was pretty realistic. But, yeah. But practical me thought that would have been a good time to, you know, what, regardless of how you feel, you that you guys you guys have to get right about that situation sooner or later, preferably sooner. Yeah, because it's just going to fester, and it's just going to get Do you think if he had, it would have had a different outcome on Shane, if that would have reset his rage-o-meter a little bit? Oh, man. Um, yeah, I think it might have a little bit, because... It's, it's, my experience is people that have difficulty controlling their emotions have a weird respect for people that are stoic. Like, you know, they can't fat. It was like, they just have this really weird deferential kind of way. And maybe that would have, again, calmed, soothed his uh, savage beast or somehow. <laughs> maybe. Anyway. Uh, it was interesting, though, how they kind of set this up. Because this is what sets Shane off on a mission, right? This right. is when Shane decides, hey, I'm going to go confront Lori. I'm going to get those guns and I'm going to destroy the walkers. Yeah, you're, you're the... the him not having his gun and also finding out that Lori's carrying his what he feels is his unborn child, I think, yeah. were the, definitely the motivators to kick him into high gear. And they set this up two episodes ago, I think, when he was telling Lori, look, I will do whatever it takes to protect you and Carl. And now he's found out that— That wasn't even his kid. Shit. Yeah, and now he's found out that he's maybe got a kid in the mix here. Mm-hmm. Um, he's definitely going to take out the threat, which mm-hmm. is the Walker barn, you know? Right. So I thought that was— pretty good on the writer's part um let's go ahead and move on uh herschel is talking to maggie inside about uh kicking their survivors out and i'm not quite sure why he's still sticking to his guns now that they know about the walkers the only thing i can come up with is that maybe he feels because he says something about um that he doesn't want the responsibility so maybe he feels like he'd be responsible for these people if he let them stay like no, man, I'm, I'm sticking to my guns from my analysis of last episode that Herschel sees this as a, you know, powder keg about to go off and he wants no part of it. He doesn't want him to stick around because he knows this is an untenable situation with elements like Shane and, um, yeah, you know, and, and then Maggie's coming in for the two punch, you know, uh-huh. calling him walkers and stuff. You can already see this kind of like poison 
and uh, yeah, you know, and and he's got this rose tinted glasses. Like you know, Rick's very vibrantly saying, "Hey, we could be stronger together. We could help you fortify this. We could help you." Which is something I've been fucking saying since episode two. Mm-hmm. Like as these jer- jer- jerk offs are wasting time fixing dinners and washing their clothes and fishing zombies out of the well, there are defense, you know, perimeters that could be put in place and defenses to make and. Yeah, it's just no sense of urgency on that. So it's like that was a good sell by Rick and Herschel. I don't think like he says, it's like you don't know, you know, things are different out there. You've been sheltered. Yeah, you saw it on the news, whatever. Right. (laughs) And but that's like, you know, since the cameras are turned off, things have gotten even worse. Yeah. Now, someone said on the Internet, this was in, I think, Alan Seppenwall's blog, a comment that he thought that Herschel, when he said, you know, these people can still be saved. He was talking about the humans that and then Rick addressed that says like, yeah, being out there changes you either into them or something that's not that, that that's no longer human. Yeah. Um, what did you do you think? What do you think of that analysis? Because watching it, honestly, I didn't really get that. Uh, I did not get that. So you're saying that Herschel was talking about the people who are alive, not the zombies. He's basically saying, I'm trying to save my living family from Mm -hmm. being like you people. I didn't pick up on that at all. Um, If anything, I picked up more of like a religious connotation to it. I did too. I think it's an interesting interpretation, but I just don't see it. I don't see any basis for it in the episode. Definitely not. All right. Um, Do do you want to talk a little bit about the the religious uh, issues here because they've been going into that quite a Not bit. Not really. Do you have an angle on it? Uh, basically, my only impression here was a lot of the religions that I'm familiar with are kind of hostile towards outside ideas, um, towards people who think differently from what they've been told. Uh, and Herschel very much seems like he's protecting his family from the influence of these survivors. Right. Well. I, I have, I mean, this is okay. So this is why it's bad to use the Bible to win an argument, right? Because <laughs> sure. it's, it's, it's black and white. There's no gray. So you're going to have it turned in your face and used against you just as Maggie does in this very argument. Mm-hmm. She's like, you know, love your neighbor like yourself. Way to go, dad. Yeah. And he's got no, like he can say, well, it's different. Well, no bullshit. It's in the Bible. <laughs> well, he should have just quoted another part of the Bible. <laughs> that directly contradicted that probably <laughs> uh so i mean that's why again when you're talking about i don't care what you personally believe but when you're sure. setting public policy like who you're kicking on who you're letting on the farm who you're kicking off uh-huh. maybe don't use the bible as your basis for making that decision maybe yeah i don't know i could be wrong all right um i thought it also was funny that herschel still doesn't know glenn's name he called him the, <laughs> the asian, asian boy, boy. Again. yeah yeah Right. Uh, moving on. Uh, Rick and Andrea are still planning to go look for Sophia, of course. Uh, and Herschel recruits Rick for a job. Um, I don't have much to say about it. It's a very short scene. Basically, he's talking to Andrea about, let's go around this way and go into the woods. And Herschel comes and up back. and informs them all, it's happened again. Yep. And tells Andrea, no, you're not coming with us. I think he sees her as a crazy, as as one of the cray crays. Yeah, and I think the only one he doesn't see like that is Rick and Dale. I think he he actually respects uh, Dale. Yeah, yeah. I think he sees it's Asian boy, Shane, <laughs> Andrea, Lori. All of them are the irrational mm-hmm. crazies. Daryl for sure. Yeah, rolling up on his SS oh. white supremacist motor, <laughs> hog. So, yeah, definitely. 
Would you like to shake your mic boom a little bit I, more there? I'll try. Yeah, some more. Um, okay, so next scene, Shane tells Lori that Rick is basically worthless and the baby is his. Uh, I don't know. This scene was weird to me because it, I get what Lori's saying. She's saying, look, regardless of whether or not this is your kid, Rick is still here and we're going to raise him like it's ours. There's no, there's no thought as to whether or not this might be your kid, so get it out of your head. But, of course, that's not going to do for Shane. Not at all. Uh, yeah, I don't know how Shane really feels about his progeny, honestly. Cause, and, and, man, in the zombie apocalypse, maybe there's room for alternative lifestyles. Maybe they could, like, raise yeah. it in a... Con- you know, it takes a village, after all. Maybe it takes two dumbass sheriffs <laughs> to raise a child. It might, yeah. And, uh, you know, get him to book, go uh, send Glenn out to the bookstore to rumple through for a used copy of I've Got Two Dads <laughs> and, you know, explain to him how things are going to be. I, mm-hmm. I I don't know. I thought I appreciated Lori's loyalty, but I also think it was probably the wrong call to, to dismiss Shane like that. Yeah. Especially I, knowing what she knows about his kind of stability at the moment. I mean, maybe mm-hmm. – I'm not saying you placate the man, but – you know, maybe acknowledge that there's some pain here for him too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I don't, you know, like I said, I don't know. The show's basically Shane's in an ass is, is, is Shane's an asshole mode and mm-hmm. that's the way it's going to be. I feel like they're, the writers are just kind of letting that fester for now. Now they're I just will. Like, Shane knows. And what's he going to do? I will say that. Holy cow. His response to her when she said, even if it's yours, it's never going to be yours. You can't mm-hmm. change that. And he just said, I don't need to. He basically said, hey, Rick's not going to survive this. Yeah. Well, he told her that. Yeah. He's like, you know, Rick. Rick yeah. That was really hard of darkness shit, man. For sure. He really. was saying basically Rick is not equipped to deal with this world. Right. So he's going to be gone very yeah. soon. Yeah. And I'm going to step he's, in and take his, his place. His dumbass is going to get himself killed on one of these damn fool idolistic crusades. <laughs> uh-huh. And that's all going to. And then then what? You're really going to turn me down? Yeah. But yeah. he's creep. Man, Shane's a creepy dude. All out creepster, totally. Yeah. So I don't know. This will be interesting to see where that plot line goes. Uh, but moving on, Carl's Jr. curses and tells Shane <laughs> to keep looking for Sophia. Oh yeah, I love. It. It's like when he, it was literally like debating Mini Rick. Yeah, yeah. He's got the sheriff's hat, and he's, he's saying exactly what Rick is saying. Well, can't mm-hmm. leave Sophia. I mean, he almost like I think they coached him to kind of even mimic. Andrew Lincoln's horrible Southern accent on this too. <laughs> Maybe it was really. I mean, I thought it was hilarious, especially because I think Shane's character was self-aware enough to realize that, like, what was going on. And that might. I'm wondering if that's it, not going to cause problems for Rick yeah. down the line because Shane, like he said a couple episodes ago, will do anything to protect Carl and Lori. Mm-hmm. And if he feels that Carl, that Rick is rubbing off on Carl too much, and Carl is developing this attitude. To where it's going to get him killed, he might step in and say, I, either try to like encourage Carl to be a little more uh, Shane like, or right. take out Rick. Period. You know? I got more to say about this. So I'm going to scroll down and put it in the spoiler section because uh, it involves some comic book analysis. Oh, okay. Uh, well, while you're doing that, I'll go ahead and talk a little bit more about the next scene um, where Shane realizes that the guns are gone. And I really like his conversation with Glenn here where 
um, Glenn's standing up on the roof and he's talking to him and he says, man, I, I don't get it. And Shane's just like, no, no man, you don't. No, and he, he walks off like he's about to do something. No, man, you don't. No, man, you don't. Yeah, that was, <laughs> I actually thought Shane had a lot of dark humor dialogue in this whole thing. I thought that Shane had such a wide uh, range here of acting. He got extremely pissed um, at the end there, of course. Mm-hmm. He he was very weirdly subdued when he confronted Daryl later or Dale later on about was, the guns. Yeah, wasn't that like a weird reaction? We'll see. Let's. I'm I'm just going to talk about it in respects to Glenn. I okay. think Shane sees these people as like anyone that's not Rick and mm-hmm. maybe Andrea and definitely Daryl are jokes to him. Hmm. Like. Yeah. He doesn't owe them an explanation. He doesn't. They're. They're. He knows they're going to bend to his will. They don't have this backbone to stand to him. So it's like they're like children to him. Yeah. It's like you don't. You know. You don't argue a reason with a child after to a certain point. You just take. You know. It's like. Uh, yeah. You give me the knife here. I'm taking it from you. Yeah. And when and, they say they don't understand, you say no. You don't. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Because I told you. That's why. Uh huh. And I thought that came across that he is just has contempt. I mean, he has gotten his little worldview. I mean, after killing Otis, he now just has contempt for these people that are, you know, living in La La Land on this farm. Yeah, you're absolutely right about that. I, I like that take a lot. Well, thank you. <laughs> uh, moving on. Uh, Rick and Herschel and that one kid, not Chris. Uh, Jimmy. I believe it's actually, Jimmy? I think it is Jimmy. Is it? Okay. Uh, Rick Herschel and probably Jimmy snare the Swamp Walkers. <laughs> Uh, and they're like, this is pretty fucking ridiculous. You're right. This is insane. I want to have a feel like I didn't, I haven't written a survival review yet. Uh-huh. The, I took, I took it off. It was fucking day Thanksgiving. after Thanksgiving. Yeah, come on. Um, I will write it eventually. I, I'll write it probably tomorrow or Wednesday. But when I write this a new one on Friday, I'm going to have a field day. Oh yeah. With this scene and this scene a couple could, could go like three different things because not only are what they're doing fundamentally stupid, mm-hmm. which, okay, whatever the yeah. way they're doing it is fucking stupid too. You just got to be the carrot, not the stick. That's the key. <laughs> you got to lead him, man. Yeah. You got to lead. Him. I love when he said, you got to be the carrot, not the stick. Andrew Lincoln has look on his face. Like Rick <laughs> had his look on his face. And then like he, when, when Hurst turned his back, he like pointed a zombie at him. It's like, yeah. you beat a carrot old man. Yeah. Well, I think that's what they were doing. Cause they had Jimmy out there. Right. Right. So three people to two zombies that way, like Jimmy could walk in front and lead kind of the zombie train. <laughs> Okay. Back to the barn. Okay. See, I thought he was like trying to say, "Hey, keep the zombie in front of you, or you you stay in front yeah. of the zombie, just and you don't have to pull them." I thought so too, but then Herschel was doing the exact same thing that Rick was, and he's so. not. He like knows this woman by name, and he's like, "You see, mm-hmm. you see a Walker. I see Lou Louise, yeah, who raised turnip greens or whatever the fuck she did." Mm-hmm. But like. Uh, I don't know, man. The way this thing was shot mm-hmm. made Herschel really seem like a loony. Because how in the hell can you think that these people are still people? I want to know how in the hell you can think. people. Because they were rotting, for Christ's sake. Yeah. I, it's so blatantly obvious that these people... Like, when you see a walker in the barn without a nose... Which maybe you can argue that Hersh Because my, my theory last week was that he was getting these people in reasonably f- uh, fresh conditions mm-hmm. like he sealed his wife and 
his stepson in the barn after they just turned and they look kind of like Amy type condition. And he hasn't, he's made the girls go and feed him chickens and stuff and he hasn't had anything to do with it. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man, seeing these people. And I, and I guess the other thing is that Otis used to do this. Like exactly. Herschel's not really up to speed. Maybe. Uh, yeah. And if you, if you watch the talking dead, um, yeah, we're gonna Robert... talk, we need to talk about that because there's a lot of people that were, um, outraged about how Herschel, like they're basically presuming that Herschel knew Sophia was in the barn. Well, here, uh, Robert Kirkman explained it exactly that Otis was the guy who did this. Um, and before they ever started searching for this girl or anybody knew about it, uh, Otis was dead. So they never yeah, the, had an opportunity the, what, to say, hey, we've got a girl in the barn because nobody knew. His timeline that he laid out was basically Otis got her mm-hmm. and put her in the barn and then went hunting for deer and then shot Carl and then all that stuff happened. And he never had a chance to say, hey, I found a little, you know strange girl because mm-hmm. I'm sure, you know, so – they're laying out that timeline now. I think that's kind of bullshit in the same way I thought that the way Villigan and crew did the sequence of the of the ricin poisoning and the Lily of the Valley poisoning. Like, it's like mm-hmm. yeah, it doesn't really make sense. We never really thought it through, but there's probably enough time in there to do it. It's like I don't like things like that because – yeah. Most people on the internet that I'm seeing being outraged on that are completely right. It's like this isn't something – you know, with the way Herschel sees these people as you're sitting around at dinner, he, you know, Otis would be like, yeah, I found a little girl. It's so sad, you know, strange. And this would have been a misunderstanding to just all cleaned up. So, yeah. What were you doing out in the woods? Yeah. Maybe oh, the, we were looking for a little girl. Right. Oh, I right. found a little girl. Right. Yeah. So, uh, and they had a couple, did they have a couple days to do that? Between the time that Carl got shot and they got back to the farm? Um, and no, when they that went was out the same evening. The that was the same evening, but they're postulating okay. that, um, that so basically Sophia was dead within the first two days. Yeah, yeah. When which, they were looking for her at the RV, which seems kind of weird based on what Shane found. It doesn't, you know, that's that those cans and stuff looked like they were less than a day old. So I don't like again. It seems like the timing. The timing is a little bothering, but I'm going to like whatever. You know. Yeah. yeah. If if the creator says that this happened. I guess this happened. I don't subscribe to that theory myself because, again, mm. I've got some long-standing issues with Villigan. <laughs> sure. As I as went on about uh, Breaking Bad, uh, I don't buy all that shit. But yeah. you know what are you going to do? Yeah. So they haven't thought it through. That's 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 it. there's nothing nothing in the series itself to substantiate these claims. Mm. But the word of God is <laughs> this happened. Herschel apparently didn't know. Yeah. There you go. So. Uh, another thing that Herschel apparently doesn't know is how easy it is to wrangle a zombie. Because he says it's easy. Yeah. And Rick questions it. Rick's like, oh, I thought you oh, said this God, was easy. They came so close to getting bit like two different occasions. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I, there's actually, I think, some significance to the, the the Herschel saying this is easy. Because after Rick questions, I thought you said this was easy. He says, easier than some things. And I think what he's saying there is it's easier for me to do this than to shoot them. To kill them like you guys are. Nah. I, I think I it's bu- there. Yeah, I think you're right, but I'm just like I'm. This is me. My response to Herschel. Nah, point and click <laughs> is much easier. Thank gotcha, you. Gotcha. Gotcha. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Herschel's here, look a at me. I'm pointing. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm pointing. There, it's done. You know, <laughs> point and click. Yeah. So Herschel doesn't see it that way, though. Apparently, uh, Herschel doesn't see much because he fell. He must have fallen like hip deep into water because his pants are soaked up to his hips. Mm. in this scene before he gets even into the water i think he just pissed himself 
<laughs> hip to ankle. That's pretty impressive. Right. On both sides. Uh, okay, let's move on to the next also, scene. Also, do you think he's a little out of touch? Because he's, he's pushing his my barn, my farm, my rules. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he don't got any guns. And he don't have any muscle. Yeah. So he's actually... It's weird that he's relying on these people's inner innate goodness to not just take advantage and overrun him and overthrow him. Mm-hmm. But he's suspicious that they won't respect that he that they won't respect his rules or respect his demands that they get off his land that seems kind of odd that like you either trust the people and the fact that they're good folks and they're going to listen to what you say or you don't trust them at which point they're just bandits and and they why wouldn't you think that the second you like give them static they're just going to be like oh okay well if you won't give it we're taking it yeah, I, he's in a very tenuous uh, position Do you think there. part of that is because the group is kind of split between the people that would take what they need by force and the people that are he's essentially to play good? He's against yeah. themselves, maybe? Maybe that's why it's, so it's a mixed message, because the group is mixed. Possibly. It's not all one thing. Yeah. Um, okay, so moving on. Daryl takes out Carol, or takes Carol out to the Cherokee the Rose fucking Cherokee and apologizes. Rose. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. The Cherokee Rose thing doesn't do it for me. I like that I when it first it came up, but with coming up again, and the, yeah. yeah, and and the fact that that doesn't turn out well. I, I mean, I do like that Daryl apologizes, right? Because he was a huge dick before. Yeah, he so was. He, yeah, he needs was. to apologize, and Carol's been nothing but nice to him. Uh, there was so, a good. There was a nice scene, image macro on Reddit that's like uh, douchebag Daryl. Uh-huh. Uh, Andrew shoots him, says everything's okay mm. carol's nice to him <laughs> dumb bitch you know <laughs> yeah or there's a scumbag daryl no kidding that's horrible <laughs> uh moving on rick and herschel continue to wrestle with the zombies again of course um i don't have anything to say about that it's short it's action whatever let's get to glenn's conversation with maggie absolutely um so this is where he tells maggie um basically why he told the group about the barn walkers um, and he he doesn't apologize here. He does not apologize. He tells no. her why she needs to stop thinking he's like, crazy. I said in my review, like Glenn meets Spines, Spine meets Glenn, and it's <laughs> yep. a goddamn overdue you know meet meeting. For I mean, sure, he manned up and said, like I, I'm not going to apologize because uh, I'd rather you be angry at me and alive than you know happy and dead. Exactly, and he, he says secrets Which, get you killed. Yep, and. Uh, that's perfect considering last episode it's called secrets maggie almost got killed mm-hmm. like i thought that was a cute little nod to that uh and then like i love the fact that it's like look i don't care about the debate i don't care mm-hmm. if they're sick people i don't care if they're walkers all i know is they're dangerous yeah like even if they're just sick people they're fucking dangerous and there's a barn full of them and i don't want you around that yeah and why can herschel not see this he's got what's clearly a living family around him. And then he's got walkers in the barn. Right. And those people are dangerous. He knows they're dangerous. They try to eat him every time he finds one of them. Right. So why does he keep them out there? It's insane. I don't know, It's man. insane. There's a lot of things that people that do in the real world that I don't understand. I kind of want to get yeah, political true. on this and go into uh, – but I'm going to stop because yeah, our religion iTunes, and politics in one show. Yeah, man, our iTunes reviews wouldn't survive. No, no. <laughs> uh, the other thing I noticed in this scene that Glenn, he's sitting up on top of the RV, right? Right. He does. He, Maggie comes walking up the road, 
He doesn't notice her until she's 100 feet away. Mm-hmm. She's walking up this super long road. Mm-hmm. Super long. He's got, he's got a mile's worth of visibility. He sees her 100 feet away. He's wearing Daryl's or Dale's hat. Oh, that's what it is it's like negative five the perception yeah or it like no wait it's so why floppy do you think that it comes down over his eyes maybe well like a sheepdog's hair yeah, exactly now why do you think okay wait a second wait a second why do you think that he didn't see maggie until she got i mean you can't holler at someone a mile away no yeah i just said well, holler <laughs> it's, it's the way he's looking off screen he clearly like okay goes, oh there there's somebody okay, there i gotcha well then yeah there must be something dale's dale's hat is kryptonite to looking out yep um <laughs> all right let's move on it's the opposite of superman so shane finds dale hiding the guns and this scene very weird but very very good like shane's reaction totally weird to me yeah, but like, I liked it. Like, like here's the thing: people are bitching about Dale and how stupid he was, mm-hmm. and I'm right there with you. But like I mentioned, this is what I meant when I mentioned in my review that they're ter- turning these f- bugs into features. They're this is what Dale does. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, it's stupid. Yes, it's short sighted. It's yes, it's batshit crazy. But this is a showing a consistency of character now. Definitely, yeah. Which I like, and and uh, eventually I hope it, it bites him in the ass. He's probably going to die. Mm-hmm. I don't even know if he'll make it through this season the way he's carrying on. Honestly, uh, yeah. Unless... And this might be a little foreshadowing. You know, at least I'll I'll go out knowing the world didn't take. Because me down honestly, with it. the only reason Shane doesn't beat him to bloody fucking pulp is because it would make his life a little bit harder with the other survivors. Yeah, that's the only reason. He did not just destroy Dale in the scene, I think. Sure. Because sure. it would turn Laurie off. It would make his life difficult with Shane and Rick. He doesn't really want to try to have to kill Rick Yeah, at and I this think, point. And I think maybe he saw that Dale was kind of benign here because he puts the gun right up to his chest. Shane walks up to it. and Dale, No, he walked Darryl, his dog. Yeah, Dale couldn't pull the trigger. Yeah. And Shane knew he wouldn't. Yeah. And now he has proof of that. No harm is going to come he to Shane. He called his Dale. bluff. Dale has been like, you know, I don't know if he's got dentures or not, but his teeth are gone. He has no teeth. His <laughs> yeah. gun is unloaded. So I Shane mean, doesn't even see him as a threat anymore. No. He's at the kid's table. Exactly. So I think that's why Shane does. I don't even want to waste my effort on this guy. Mm-hmm. And um, what do you think about I love that. You know, Dale sitting here trying to throw the guilt button on a on what he thinks is why, why you try to trip a, the guilt button on a sociopath. Yeah, he's like, well, at least when I I can say when the world went to shit, I didn't go down with it. And 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 Shane's like, fair enough. Yeah. And took the guns and took <laughs> off. Yeah, like yeah. there's like I don't need the debate. I don't need to tell you fuck you and why you're wrong and all this kind of stuff. It's like mm-hmm. whatever, man. Be delusional in the swamp as long as you want because I got the guns. Yeah, and I got mine. Yeah, that's absolutely what he's thinking. So the next ten minutes are basically a coup. Yeah. We saw a coup. We see a change, a fundamental change in a power structure that is not going to be resolved until next next half of the season, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's no going back with Herschel. I don't uh, think. No, uh, Herschel is either broken or re- like changed in a redeeming sort of way. But I don't think he's the master of his own farm at this point. Not at all. No, because Shane the, is the master of his farm. His, Rick his, his might be. They broke the first commandment of Herschel's farm. Don't don't 
you know, shoot my family. Uh, basically, they, they broke every commandment: guns, yeah. shooting the family. Yeah, uh, and, every and Herschel was impotent to stop them. Yeah, yeah. And also, god damn, I loved Shane's reaction. Like he couldn't believe what he was seeing yeah, when when he goes to take off to to open the barn himself. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And he turns around and he sees those guys with the walkers. He, yeah. he flips out. Yeah, he basically has a reaction I had. He the he scene before to it. Yeah, he, he runs straight He's at like, what them. What the hell? What the hell is this? Like, who, I love who, it. Who is that? Yeah, I loved it. Yeah, he is furious and I, rightfully so. Oh, and I'm like I said, I'm I'm conflicted about how. I hate these writers for making me side with this goddamn rapist. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, it's like these other characters are so fucking stupid and soft that the 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 psych the psychopathic rapist is seeming like the reasonable. Yeah. Like yeah, it's I crazy. feel like I'm holding my nose and voting for the party, you know, it's like <laughs> Okay. It's like I, I hate I don't I don't want to vote for this guy, but the other candidate is even worse. Yeah, yeah. You know? Lesser of two evils. Uh, so I thought that this scene from from the time that Shane puts a gun in uh, Daryl's hand to the very end of this episode, I thought this was the best scene in the series so far uh, by a yeah. long shot. And I, you know, it's interesting because Seppenwall mentioned that he had pacing problems in in this episode. Where I was riveted basically mm. from start to finish. Yeah, I didn't see any pacing. I problems. I, I want to say that I think this episode is better than the pilot. Uh, maybe, man, I like the pilot, but I can't tell how much of that was just hype about, oh my God, I love this show. And there was a lot of tense scenes and these, you first got the zombies and they really spent mm-hmm. a lot of money on like the bicycle girl and all that. But Definitely. there was not any kind of personal, like it was, did we decide this Morgan and his boy? Yeah. Mm-hmm. There, I liked a lot of the emotion that they showed there, but there was nothing like this epic confrontation. This was epic. This is yeah, the first this, time the series has been kind of epic. This was the the climax of this half of the season. It's hard to do that in a pilot, you right? Know? Yeah, you can't really yeah. climax like that. So, well, no, not really. This is the mid season. I mean, this is the middle of the season. I, I feel like they were basically treating this as. A, a season to itself. Agreed. I honestly, I don't know what the fuck they're doing with this split. I, I guess on the it's internet weird. that they're they're timing this to to carry sweeps because they're uh, not going to be ready with like mm-hmm. Mad Men yet. So they're going to you know this bait. This is just a cold calculating decision to rake in yeah. ratings. And, and it's which I fine. think it's the most highly. I'm not rated. a communist, so whatever. I think it's the most watched TV on AMC. On cable. Not on cable. No, I don't believe that. That's what AMC says on their website. So hmm, well, maybe they're uh, fudging the numbers, but that's what they say. Uh, it does yeah, get I'm, like routinely seven, eight million people watching it. I thought it was higher. I thought it was like ten to. 11, well, it's weird. They, it's like it's kind of like we debate with this conventions turnstile versus tickets, sure. mm-hmm. because like they're counting the watches for both hours. Oh, yeah, that's cheating. Yeah. It's like we watch both. Like if we had yeah. a Nelson box, it would show us watching, but hmm. that's not, you know, we're still two two same dudes. Yeah. yeah. And, and we're only watching it because we're taking notes for the podcast. <laughs> yeah. But I... I there are dozens of us. Um, yeah. yeah, I just, I really can't say enough how much I love the tension um, in this scene. Like from the time that Shane starts a speech all the way to the end... Uh, it's intense. It's extremely intense. And 
the the thing with Herschel at the end where uh well let's talk about Shane first of all shooting the zombie because that's freaking awesome he's like do you know anybody alive who can survive this yeah he blows three holes in the gut his of the his enough speech was epic yeah yeah and then he blows a hole in its lung and heart right uh not gonna survive that and then he's finally like yeah this is enough bam he takes it out and herschel is crushed mm-hmm. absolutely devastated and what what was the problem people had with this because i thought it was fantastic well i thought his that reaction. he basically you know he was shredding he was he was destroying herschel's faith mm-hmm. second by second first like look okay you're a doctor you think these are sick people you know, I just put, I just unloaded half a clip in this person's heart, lungs, and body, and vital cavities, and it mm-hmm. didn't do anything to them. Yeah. And then he goes enough, and he shoots them, but, like, it, it was pretty, it, I think that more, they had a problem later when he was kind of blue screened. Uh-huh. Like, I, I think people wanted to see, like, a highlight of his, like, a recognizably, like, you know, when one of the zombies come out and Maggie go, like, no, Sean, or him, like, that's my <laughs> wife, or, like, you know, it's, but I, I don't thought think it played they, better without that. Yeah, that he was just, like, he was just in his state, like, when he sees this, this is his world going mm-hmm. up in flames, because he was, he's basically in denial about the reality of the situation. Yeah. His wife wasn't dead. She's chilling out there in the barn with her son-in-law. And mm-hmm. any minute now, the government's going to find a cure. And it might take days, weeks, months, maybe a year. But this is all going to work out. And everything's going to go back the way it was. And this is him having those scales ripped off of his eyes. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of the reaction one would have when that happens. In the manner stunned into silence. Yeah. yeah. I don't think we needed, you know, zombies pointing out that these were... Because because all of the zombies in the barn, most of them anyway, yeah. were significant to him. They were neighbors. And exactly, friends he knew and... their names. All of them were important to him. But right. I think it, it played better without that because then you've got Sophia at the end, right? And and you don't need two of those moments. And 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 yeah. And honestly, this was if I think basically all the survivors then suddenly have the Herschel reaction where they're just like, shit, we can't do this. Yeah. Because suddenly it's one of theirs. Mm-hmm. It's all fun and games when you're playing pe- pe- yeah. pagan walkers until it's one of your own. Yeah. That's good. That's, that's the, the last scene was masterful, masterful oh, yeah. writing, masterful acting, uh, everything Capable direction. Together. And there's a, I mean, I, I was going to mention this if someone didn't, but I'm going to have a listener, let the listener take the spotlight. This was actually yeah. directed by a breaking bad vet. Yeah. Yeah. I saw that email. So that's gotcha. pretty cool. Um, the other thing that I thought was awesome in this scene is Shane knew, Shane knew how to play this. He played this very smart because he goes running up, shoots the one zombie, doesn't shoot the one in Rick's hand. You and then he goes for the barn through? door. I think he did that on purpose because what is Rick going to do? Rick can't let go of the thing. He could. I mean, I think. No, he can't let go of it. Then there's a walker loose trying to eat people. <laughs> All right. So here's the deal. I think Rick kind of blue screened himself because if I'm think, if I'm Rick, mm-hmm. Herschel basically said, I don't know this man. I don't recognize this guy that I'm, that I'm corralling. I've got a sidearm. Mm-hmm. Shane's going for that barn to kill Herschel's family. Mm-hmm. If I was Rick, I would think I would have the wherewithal to put the bullet in the zombie's head, which is kind of amazing. None of the survivors came forward because I would think. Did Rick even have a gun? Well, he shot Sophia, did he not? Oh, yeah, he did. 
So, like, why wouldn't he yeah. plug that walker and then confront Shane? And then why wouldn't anyone come forward to help him? Except for it seemed like everyone save Lori and Carl were, and Dale were on fucking Team Rick or Team Shane. Why do you think mm-hmm. that Dale didn't, like, come forward? Because Shane's like, you know, Herschel, take this fucking stick. And uh, I he probably didn't say fucking. This is a well, <laughs> AMC after all. Well, I don't think Dale was going to do anything. Like I said earlier, Shane knows Really? Dale's not gonna He's step kid's up table. And, yeah, yeah. Yeah, a lot yeah. of people had problems with that. I didn't because who was going to do it? Everybody else was mm-hmm. supporting. Everybody else honestly wanted Shane to win this argument. Other yeah. than Lori and Carl, what the hell are they going to do? N- nothing. Carl's going to say, this is bullshit, man. <laughs> this is bullshit. <laughs> Gun Shane down. That'd be nice. Uh, so the review, we were spoiled as shit. I didn't think it was any less powerful. Uh, yeah, for the people who stuck around or didn't stick around last week, we we talked about this screenshot where Sophia comes out of the barn. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we were super spoiled, and I still loved every second of it. Yep, yep. I knew it was coming, but it still like had a lot of power for me. Uh, speaking of Sophia, let's talk a little a little bit about Sophia's storyline and Rick's involvement in it because at the end, yeah, okay. th- the guy, the person who has to put um Sophia down is Rick. Right. And I think that this moment kind of represents a f- like a fundamental shift in his character. Nah, I don't buy it. I think it does because I don't well, I don't want to spoil anything, so I'll save that stuff for the spoiler section. But I think I really do think that Rick is coming out of this a different person. Herschel's coming out of it a different person. They're having their Shane moments that Shane had two episodes ago hmm. with Otis. Or three episodes. I don't know. I maybe. I also think that this was Rick. You know, Shane says he doesn't have what it takes, but fucking Rick made it from Kentucky to Atlanta Mm -hmm. alone. Mm -hmm. And yes, Rick has got an altruistic streak, but he also can get shit done when it needs to be done. And this was his. It, uh, now, my question is, is this going to be strong enough for him to retain his – is he going to be able to keep holding, uh, keep a hold of the conch? Is he going to be able to keep – is he going to be yeah. the leader still moving forward? I think that was kind of the point of him shooting Sophia is that even Shane there stopped, couldn't do what needed to be done. Eh, I think Shane could. I think it. Shane would have eventually. Well, but he was stupefied at the moment. Yeah, he was. Just like everyone else. Right. He didn't step up. Rick did. And I think that – in uh, everybody's eyes is going to make him like reestablish him as the leader. Mm-hmm. So I think he, he gained some cred off of that. Also, as much as I hate Carol, I thought when she ran forward to, to grab, uh, Sophia. that was just, like I said, as a parent, that is sickening. Yeah, oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I just want to move on. <laughs> All right. Well, there's nothing to move on to. That's the feedback. That's it. Yeah, let's. Uh, we will have. Uh, okay, so let, before we get the feedback, let's have a let's have a fight, you and I. We're, All right, we're old friends. We can do this. Sure. Um, I almost think the writers were kind of brilliant in the way they set this up, because if Sophia had been found like mid like four episodes ago, would it had this kind of power and would it have driven the group to the brink of self-destruction? Like it was annoying Uh for us as a viewer, but how, if we had compressed it a little bit, would it still had the power? I kind of suspect you could do that, Mm -hmm. but I, I mean, my first reaction is like all is forgiven. 
Um, I've kind of came off of that a little bit in the last 24 hours. I'm like, nah, there's still there's still some bullshit in here this this here season that could have been trimmed. Yeah, and here here's what I think as I think back through the season. Yes, this was a very very powerful payoff for that Sophia storyline, which we thought was floundering and going nowhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, extremely good payoff. But while we were watching the first two episodes of Sophia being lost. We were thinking, this is bullshit. I don't like any of this. We were not enjoying our time watching the show. Right. And that's kind of ultimately what it comes down to, right? Right. Whether or not the payoff is incredible at the end, um, I think they could have done without a couple of the Sophia episode plot lines. Mm -hmm. Or they could have put some more stuff into it. Like like Seppenwall said in his review today, it's like, you know, I get it that they've, you know, I think the thought was that, well, we'll spend time in the farm to kind of decompress and get to know these characters better. But we didn't. Mm-hmm. No, they, they Other went than in circles. We, we did not learn anything new about anyone mm-hmm. except for the new people, Herschel the, and Maggie. And their relationship with the new people. But, mm-hmm. you know, and maybe Daryl, I guess we got a little, uh, we got a little bit of uh, depth to him. But mm-hmm. basically Rick and Lori had the same fucking argument three times. Mm-hmm. Shane and Rick had the same fucking argument two or three times. Mm-hmm. Daryl and Andrew had the same argument uh, three times now. It is not very economical writing. And just because yeah. – like now I guess what my thought is is we know that right now, right here about this part in the season, the last two episodes, is where the creative team kind of hit – the shit hit the fan with that, with AMC letting Darabont go mm-hmm. and the change of power – and probably a lot of this stuff was edited more by the new creative team and, mm-hmm. you know, dr- its direction was set. Do you think this is a harbinger of good things to come? Uh, honestly, I have no idea. They, in my mind, AMC has totally messed up the production of this thing. Like somehow, by some miracle, they are pulling it off. Yeah. It's still by a good the show. their teeth. But, but judging by the internet reaction, uh, which is whatever. Yeah, but. What the problem I have is, what are they doing with an irregular writing staff? What are they doing hiring one-offs yeah. to write episodes? I feel like they're, they're treating a, this like it's Star Trek: The Next Generation. <laughs> exactly. I feel like a guy came in and said, "Well, I'm going to send Sophia into the woods. What's the next guy going to do with that?" Yeah, <laughs> like, right. I'll just sit it here and leave it. I think there's no investment from I, the I writers. I think that's the way Darabont wanted it done, and that's one of the reasons they shit canned him. Good. In that case, then. Right. Because I, that I, is not I a way to run feel, a show. I kind of feel the strong way that he's like, you know, this is going to work. And, you know, we've got the, you know, me and Kirkman are going to guide this through and shepherd it through. But we don't need a regular team of writers and all that kind of stuff. And, man, I hope they go more towards a Breaking Bad Mad Men model. Yeah. Because you need that consistency to pull this off. Otherwise, it feels disjointed and you get characters going around in circles like we did. And Right. It just seems to make sense to have a cohesive writing team. Now, do you think – there's the other reason I think that the writers might be evil geniuses is the fact that they had some of these characters be such dumbasses Uh played completely into their hands to set up the survivors versus not survivors versus the people on the sidelines that need to choose. Yeah, yeah, Like, Like by my count, and I mentioned this on my – here's the way I got it scored. Mm -hmm. Uh, Survivors, Shane definitely – uh, Andrea now. Andrea maybe. That's definitely the way she's shaping up to be. Yeah. And that and Daryl. Mm-hmm. Okay, those are the people that are going to survive no matter what. Sure. They might be different shades of gray or different good or bad, but like you know, sh- they're going to survive. 
maybes are like Rick, Glenn, Maggie. Who else? Uh, that's it. And Carl. then Carl. Carl. Yeah. Definitely a maybe. Definitely mm-hmm. a maybe. And then the ones that are not survivors. Dale. 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 <laughs> Dale, Dale Carol. Lori. Herschel. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like I almost think that the they they did this as we're sitting there raving at these characters. They're, the writers are chuckling, saying, like, oh, we're setting you up for Shane, man. Because sure. you're hating Shane now, and you can't believe he did this Otis. And then mm-hmm. four episodes later, you're going to be cheering him. Yeah. I, it's like, it's, I kind of think that that's a little brilliant how they did that. And it plays kind of both sides of the fence. It gets you – it gets the audience to pick sides, you know? Like, I believe in what Rick is doing. He's making the morally correct decisions, whereas Shane is making the survivor correct decisions. Right. You know? So I, yeah, I mean, I got to give him more credit than I did two episodes ago for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't, I, I have a hard time believing they had this all thought out and decided this is what we're going to do this season. No, but I, and that's why it didn't hang together more than it did. But I do think they had this, this, I, this, I think they have it planned out as far as thematically, which yeah. is why this first, that, that's the only reason this episode could pay off. Same yeah, kind of reason yeah. why George Lucas kind of got away with uh the revenge of the sith because thematically i think he had all that stuff <laughs> laid out in his head uh-huh. didn't make a lick of sense but a lot of people like for some reason we liked the last one a lot better hmm. it was because the themes that he'd been played actually paid off even if the plot didn't come together and i think this is and because the first two were huge turds <laughs> <laughs> well see the parallels with walking dead <laughs> is i go. think in on the whiteboard they had themes like survivors versus not and humanity yeah, versus yeah. savagery and all that kind of stuff that the writers that was their bible and this stuff even though individually and and mm-hmm. as parts it didn't pay off but as a sum of the whole it did all right yeah all right like before we get into feedback are we doing a lot of people are expecting us to do a season recap i think we just did it honestly <laughs> well my thing is like i i think we'll definitely have one we will um it just i don't know how long it'll be because there's things i want to talk about moving forward mm-hmm. um maybe 10 15 minutes and then whatever the fine people listeners cast want to send us yeah send us your thoughts on the season overall yeah and what you're looking for this is you know obviously the half season whatever yeah, I'm calling it a season. Cause yeah. it's a season. Next season's season two point five. If Breaking Bad's first season was six episodes, yeah, it's I'm almost like them season. saying, "Oh, we ordered thirteen more. This is still episode season one." Bullshit. Yeah, yeah. get out of here. So anyway, if you want to talk about the next season or next half season, whatever, send us an email at uh, watchingdead at baldmove dot com. Um, but let's get to the feedback for the people that have already taken advantage of that. Great. Uh, I'm kind of worried. I think we might have lost Daniel W B. Uh-oh, to a walker? Maybe. I mean, he dropped. I mean, we are recording a day early because of our schedules here, but uh, he was he he was broken down into sentence fragments last week. I think yeah. he think I might I don't think he might have made it to the payoff. Maybe not. The show broke him down. Uh, if you're out there, send us your thoughts on this one next week or We're we're talking into we're, we're talking into our walkie-talkie, Daniel. Daniel, <laughs> if you hear this, we're 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 taping shit to a uh, a car's windshield. <laughs> We're leaving you cans of food and We're, water. There's, there, there's some Gatorade and beef jerky and a breadcrumb trail going to Herschel's <laughs> farm. I hope you find it. I don't understand how walkie-talkies work. All right. The people, the survivors that did make it to the end with us, uh, Dave Dub, 
He says, um, "Oh, this is actually feedback for last week's episode. We got a, a lot. Of, we sure. got a little, a couple to, to go through with that." He says, um, "Yes, the morning after pill, right wing Christian disinformation campaign was disappointing, but not at all surprising for a TV show." I kind of think it is because Hollywood has a reputation for being liberal, not conservative. But sure. yeah. this, I think, kind of highlights how misunderstood this whole subject is. So granted, it's probably accurate writing to have a religious girl whose daddy thinks AIDS is God's way of working shit out to refer to morning after pills as abortion pills, but it would have been <laughs> nice to have someone throw out a counter. Yeah. That's a pretty good take on it. Yeah, yeah. Maybe it's genius writers, like we're saying. I still think they had a higher civic duty than to write an accurate you know, portrayal of a conservative religion, religious person, but whatever. Yeah. Um, seemed like they cut a scene explaining how, why, what they, the F they were doing, looking for a little girl in the suburbs on the plus side though. Sophia does actually turn up somehow surviving three or four days on her own. She can teach all the other dumbasses how to actually survive during the zombie apocalypse. <laughs> yeah. I know it didn't did. turn out that way. My policy is usually to edit out stuff that they got wrong, but mm-hmm. that was a good line. Okay. Uh, which reminds me, why the hell haven't they just dug a big trench around the farm or the house at least? From everything we've seen, a decent-sized trench would save you from all but the biggest horde attack. Oh, man, I got in a huge argument with a trench digger on Reddit. Okay. The Because you're saying, a fucking Dan Brooks apologist. Like, you, you worship him. Max Brooks. You, Max you, Brooks. The second time you've... <laughs> You've, uh, Dan Brooks is the guy that was, was the voice of uh, Finding Nemo. <laughs> He's the same guy that wrote the zombie books. You know? Yeah, Max Brooks is, uh, what's his face, Brooks' son, the, uh-huh. the movie guy. Albert? Uh, no, not Albert. Anyway. Babylon? Uh, digging a trench is hard. How are you going to dig a moat around that house? Well, it's not going to fucking dig itself. You start it one day at a time. I got you. But how long is it going to take? How hard are you going to have to work? Who's going to dig it while they're looking for Sophia? Stop looking. Number one, stop looking for Sophia. And and the thing is, what else are you here? Let me let me finish the guy's thing. Well, they've been doing other things because he actually he 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 was prescient. He actually anticipates your objection. He (laughs) says, yes, it would be more work than, say, reading shitty books, cleaning the RV, wallowing in self-pity, being a bad lookout, not looking for your daughter or shooting your friends in the head. Uh also, but uh, also, there's probably even at least one tractor they could use if the, uh, to help if they can spare the gas from hot, steamy showers, post-homicidal head shaving, and seven-course family-style dinners. That's the thing. Okay, maybe digging a trench is hard. Mm-hmm. But wouldn't you do that or some other kind of defense rather than the other bullshit they're doing? What would you recommend? Uh, I, would, I would recommend that they stop searching for Sophia. Okay. Which uh, apparently they can now. Um but if a trench is a bad idea, Every, what's a good idea? Everyone is doing things, right? Like they need one person to stay well, Glenn on lookout. Is. <laughs> uh, Glenn's making runs to the pharmacy, whatever. Uh, what's Shane doing? Shane's out there teaching Andrew how to shoot, teaching people how to shoot, uh, which is important. Rick yeah, is out sure. looking for Sophia. Dale's out, or Daryl's out looking for Sophia. They're they're all kind of. I don't know occupied. why you're a trench hater, honestly. Because a trench is hard to dig. If you need to dig a trench that a human can't get out of, a zombie, a zombie can't get out of. Sure, or a horde of zombies can't get out of that they can't stack up on each other and get out well, of. Well, but he even said it's all but the. And we're we're not dealing with hordes so far. Sure, I mean definitely. any of the largest, other than maybe the highway zombies. I, I think a, a, tr- a six foot deep, six foot wide trench would stop them. Six foot deep, six foot wide. Yeah. In, in what radius around this house? 
it's going to be a huge trench. That's it's not. That's it's, hundreds of yards of. I think you overestimate six how, foot by six foot how digging. much physical labor ten people can do a day. But there aren't ten people doing the labor. Who's going to do it, Carl? He, Carl, Is Carl, going to dig, dig ditch, with his yeah. plastic sandcastle shovel. <laughs> I'm, no, I mean, I know I'm being a little facetious here, but we need to move on. We need to move on. Yeah. So I think okay, we've had our trench. count counter uh, count pointer pound. <laughs> just fuck it. We're moving on. <laughs> Uh, Shane from Atlanta. Yeah. Uh, we're not going to make comments about him being the real Shane at this point, are we? No, every episode. Okay, fine. We're amazed that you are continuing to yeah. send your dispatches from Zombie Ravage Atlanta. Yep. He said two additional thoughts on secrets. Uh, one, the paraphrase Sepinwall contrived plot machinations destroy good st- storytelling. And The Walking Dead is loaded with contrivances. If you can somehow learn to mm-hmm. overlook them, the show is a lot more enjoyable. Here's a great quote on the subject from a Sepinwall review of Sons of Anarchy from three weeks ago. Uh, he says, uh, Sepinwall, Roger Ebert likes to talk about the idiot plot where the story only works if every character is an idiot. And there are times <laughs> this season where it's felt like the, the antagonist plans only keep working because the relative good guys are being idiots. Sounds like he's talking about The Walking Dead, doesn't it? It's yeah. hard to argue. My kind of argument is, is that the writer's intent? Possibly. The trick to good plots is that they have to be organic and not feel contrived. The more ridiculous the contrivance, as in Lori's morning pill decision, the less believable the story becomes. Hopefully in the second half of the season, they'll do a better job in the plotting. Agreed. Uh, two, like everyone else, I thought the morning after pill scene was grossly irresponsible, but my immediate reaction was, when did Lori become retarded? I know we don't have academic transcripts on these characters, but this is seriously idiotic. Surveys have shown that the majority of respondents are either misinformed or unaware of the differences between the abortion pill and the morning after pill. If this is true, that this misperception is indeed so common, couldn't the show have used the scene to debunk that perception? Agreed. Sure. Yeah. I mean, if they want, like, social, socially responsible storytelling, why not? Uh, Fletch says, we are missing the boat on a few key insights on characters. Rick, he's a quiet, brooding badass who represents the balance of humanity during its inevitable collapse, a reluctant gunfighter. You guys always fault his lack of leadership. Remember, he woke up from a coma to the zombie apocalypse and wandered out in search of his family. When you compare him to the rest of the band of would-be survivalists, he is a little late to the party and has to play catch-up on some things emotionally. Overall, he is one who everyone gripes to or presents an idea to uh, and a, and a, uh, or for a decision, and a decision ends up in his lap whether he wants it or not. I think many times he just wants to be with his family and survive and not be responsible for what amounts to be a short bus full of preschoolers. <sighs> yeah, but stop whining about it. Either be the leader or don't be the leader. Like, I I see what you're saying, man, but mm-hmm. I think that I don't like the the constant whining of it. That's probably an accurate read yeah. for his character, but it's not fun for me to watch. <laughs> okay. Anything? No, nah, no, I'm good. Uh, Shane is a selfish du- uh, juvenile delinquent in an oversized, overloaded body. <laughs> I suspect he might have, have emotionally induced Parkinson's based on his apparent standing seizures under stress. <laughs> <laughs> Shane's character represents the inner self-serving voice in all of us. Don't spend too much time at the hospital checking on your best bud in a coma. Have sex with his wife and take his place instead. When Lori's dealing with Rick being back, all Shane talks about is how it's affecting him and how he feels, which is a valid criticism. When he gets drunk, he decides all he has to do to push Lori into screwing him again uh, because, hey, he knows she wants to. To Shane, Otis was just chum. Lori, you guys talk about jumping on Shane pretty quickly. I suspect Lori has always been somewhat attracted to Shane's bare emotion in response to her frustration with Rick's cold distance. 
that's probably a good point because that's what her complaint about Rick was, right? Sure. Um, yeah, we saw that in the flashback. Right. With Lori um, and what's-her-face. Uh, he continues to think that Shane has always had a secret thing for the woman Rick has. I think Lori sensed it and it boosted her bruised ego and Shane's attention with Shane's attention when Rick was alive. So all that he uh, was needed was for Rick to die to remove the one barrier from screwing Shane. So she's basically saying mm-hmm. he's basically saying there's this roiling sexual tension that as soon as Rick was dead, then you know it's not like they started from square one. They were like oh, at square yeah, yeah. twenty nine. And, and we definitely see a little bit of that in the flashback where they show atlanta being nuked or not nuked but uh napalmed right so um andrea she's easy all the stupid things she does are uh, are done to prove that she can do anything the guys can do shooting daryl was a logical thing for her to do in her head she just wanted to prove to the men that she can handle her business all by herself everything she does is motivated by the desire to prove she can wear pants too and no one can tell her what to do she just needs to keep what's in her head away from daryl's head Please. yes yes <laughs> Uh, Carol, total doormat. Domestic violence has turned her into whip puppy. The only meaningful encounters she has are with group members who are sick or injured because it's the one time she feels more valuable than they are. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, it seems like that's her role that she thrives in as the caretaker. Uh, yeah, and she seems to thrive in uh, suffering almost. Right. She enjoys it. Uh... She says she's concerned about Sophia because she loves her but can't make decisions to go for her on her own the same way that she would have let her old X-Man sneak into Sophia's room at night and pretend it was just for story time. Ouch. Yeah. But accurate. Sure. Uh, Daryl. Daryl's a blend of Rick and Shane. I know you had criticisms of his poetry zen turn, but I think Daryl's just complex like that. He's finally stepping out of Merle's shadow but conflicted by the bullshit Merle's fed him all his life. <laughs> Dale is a lonely old man who has created his new family. Dale will make peace over anything to keep his children together. True? Yeah, pretty accurate. Yeah. Glenn has autism. (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) Uh, Come on. I like Glenn. (laughs) Or at least Asperger's. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Some some thoughts on other characters. As for the ammunition, Shane grabbed a shitload when the zombie apocalypse came down in the first place. Is that true? Did they mention that on the cat? On the show? Shane grabbed a bunch of ammo? Yeah. Uh, didn't they... I thought they mentioned that a lot of the police said, stuff was raided, but I don't said, think they said, said Shane did it. Dale had some from his gun safe, which I don't, again, rem- I don't... These might be points that... Because we just watched the first season, but we had all that shit edited out. Yeah, maybe. Uh, Glenn has set in the town as bait on useless errands so many times. He probably has a stockpile worthy of a standoff with ATF. Uh, he she he also wants to play this religion angle. He said oh, we missed a cue when Maggie got so upset with Lori over the quote unquote pills. Mm-hmm. You think that Herschel, with his AIDS, is the new flu diatribe? Raised his daughter to be pro-choice. Maggie was pissed that <laughs> she and Glenn not only risked their lives but risked their lives for Lori's abortion pills. Yeah, that right. rings true to me too. Sure, definitely. I still think it's you. The writers could have done a better job of addressing that, but whatever. Maybe it got edited out. Uh, on to the new stuff. This is all material uh, talking about episode 207. Michael M., I like how they let Herschel learn and change and not be overly stubborn to add an element of sophistication. Uh, Shane was using currency that he didn't really have. His criticisms of Rick, Lori, even grinning mid audience didn't seem warranted. Uh, well, I think that's true, and that's why he was so frustrated, because he wasn't getting any penetra- any kind of traction. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, I did not like Herschel talking or working the corralling, corralling the walkers. That seemed ridiculous. Glenn had the right philosophy, the overruling philosophy of the apocalypse. They're dangerous. Mm-hmm. And then Shane, just shut up and give me the guns. It's the only st- sound strategy. They did what they had to do regardless of hurt feelings or betrayal. I know you guys are ambiv- ambivalent on Sophia, me too, admittedly, but that final scene was heartbreaking. Wherever they go next, this episode was another strong one. For sure. That, that Sophia thing was fantastic. Uh, Mike from Illinois provided us our intro. He says, just when you think The Walking Dead can't get any dumber, it goes and totally <laughs> redeems itself. Uh, although he does say Shane's acting still stinks. Ah, uh, you stink. <laughs> I like Shane's acting, I kind of, maybe it's because like it. he was just, he was in full-time chewing scenery mode. Oh, yeah. He went full Shatner on this one. Yeah. So it's like, I don't know if that's good acting or bad acting, but it's interesting. Let's agree on that. It was lively. Definitely was. Uh, Tom, the former Volkswagen owner in West Virginia. A <laughs> uh, couple of thoughts on why the episode was good. I like how the, the listeners, especially in Walking Dead, have like picked up on our in-jokes and are oh, embracing yeah, it. Oh, yeah, yeah. They're, they're loving them. A uh, couple of thoughts on why this episode was good. Characters evolved. Or devolved, among others, Shane has crossed over to cartoon villain. Uh, do you agree with that? Uh, no, no, I think he's crossed over to sane, rational person. Honestly, well, maybe making not the sane, hard choices, but definitely he's, uh, he made a pretty sane choice this time. He's like an object, full time objectivist. Like he's like when yeah. read Atlas shrugged and like, <laughs> dude, this is truth. Uh-huh. Um, so a crossroad is reached, actions were taken, tensions escalated between characters, and walkers died. Uh, those are all very good points. Uh, Monday morning quarterbacking time. This half-season-long Sophia story wasn't that bad. It ended up in being part of a bigger-picture story. Had she been found as a walker an episode or two ago, and had the barn seed had happened without her, the product of those two would have not have been as great as the final scene last night. A little aggravating getting there, but worth it in the end. Well done, writers. Mm-hmm. He also lays odds on people surviving the end of uh, season 2.5. I'm just going to give these to you rapid fire. You tell me whether you agree or disagree. Okay. Rick, 100%. Agree. Shane, 100%. Agree. Disagree. Wow. Okay. Uh, I'm saying 50% on that one. Oh, it's higher. Daryl, 100%. Oh, yeah, 100. It better agree. fucking be. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Glenn, 100%. Agree. Agree. Andrea, 100%. Uh, 95%. Okay. Maggie, 100%. Uh, disagree. I think whatever you put Glenn, you got to put Maggie, in my, my opinion. No, no, I think it... You don't think they're a, set, they're a matching set? What's Glenn going to do next? Hmm. He's going to lose Maggie, I think. Uh, Carl, 100%. And this is 100%, in, 100%, agree. 100%, okay. Yeah. Lori will at least live long enough to pop out the big lobe kid, 100%. <laughs> Sure. Man, is that going to cause, is that gonna cause some birthing problems? It could, man. You get hooked That's on something. It's going to come out head first. Oh, oof, rough. And it gets to the lobe part. It's like the baby's going to crown and then never be able to come out further. <laughs> uh, Herschel will be alive when they leave the farm. Status unknown at the end of the season. That, that's a cop out, damn it. Tom. Yeah, is he going to live or is he going to die? I think Herschel less I than 50%. I think he's dead. Dead? Gone. All right. Yeah. Maybe Shane will even kill him. I actually have a theory. I'm gonna kick this. To spo- I'm gonna kick some. Right. Sp- I'm gonna kick something. To spoiler. Uh, T Dog, eighty percent dead. A hundred percent. They got to keep the token. Oh, really? The black guy. That's what. That's the T and T Dog. Uh, he token. said it. He said he <laughs> token dog. <laughs> he said he was the token black guy. So yeah. Uh, Dale, fifty-one okay. percent. Uh, dead. 
I'm with you. Dead. I'm going to say either Dale or Herschel, but not both. Because I think okay. I, yeah, they need. The I think figure. this is speculation, no spoilers. Because I hell, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't. I think that Shane will kill one or but one or the other. Okay. Um, Carol, forty percent. Uh, just because I want her dead, dead. Okay. <laughs> She's useless uh, now. Moving on, Noel from Atlanta. We got another survivor. Uh, hey guys, wow, what a release! With the stream of ejecting bullets penetrating the soft flesh of the barn walkers, oh, I felt as though a season's worth of cock tease and gut wrenching slow pacing finally climaxed to a rewarding end. Uh, I don't Ugh. know about you, Jim. But I need to go take a cold shower. I... <laughs> no, well, you can't do this to us in the first paragraph. <laughs> okay, sure. Um, clearly, this episode was the season's best. The writing finally came together. <laughs> I need a moment. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. You're cracking the, him up. The writing finally came together. Pacing, awkward dialogue, and cloudy character motivations were a thing of the past. Wiped clean almost entirely by Shane's brilliant monologue at the barn. Mm-hmm. Enough! Uh, with Shane's indomitable decla- declaration of war, I finally understood what the writers were trying to do with the season. Developed the survivors who could face this cruel new world and who couldn't. It's evident that survivors are quick on their feet and know how to escape, but do the survivors know how to truly survive as human beings no longer on top of the food chain? Mm. So that's kind of like my thought. Like maybe the writers are secretly brilliant, right? Mm-hmm. There's still some unanswered questions I'd like to be addressed, chief among them. I'd like it to have the writers address Jenner's last whisper to Rick from season one. Please. Right? Seriously? Seven episodes. It's, it's not fucking the pregnancy. If, if, if nope. it turns out to be the pregnancy, well, they can't. There's no, no way they can make that happen. They can't, huh? Um, I'm hoping that the writers are holding on to this plot point as a trump card to be pulled out in the future. Yeah, what if they just drop it like Walt from season two of The oh, Lost? Oh, boy. No, I won't be satisfied with that. Uh, my prediction is that Jenner told Rick that human beings everywhere uh, are all infected, even those who do not bear symptoms of zombification. So I think he said, I love you. <laughs> That's what I think. <laughs> I think he just straight up confessed his love for Rick there. Uh, he said, Laurie's fingernails contain trace DNA of Shane. <laughs> maybe i don't know uh so she's basically saying and these are mild spoil. i don't know if they're spoilers but in the comic book this is true everyone carries a zombie virus if you die except for massive head trauma you are a zombie in the show they have not established that yet so yeah that would be one way for that knowledge to get disseminated but you think rick would have dropped that knowledge by now you would think so yeah uh what if he told him that Lori had been with Shane. How would he know? He didn't do a fucking DNA sample of the fetus. No, no, definitely Pay no not. attention to the long needle going into your belly. No, I don't remember exactly. Didn't he, like, scan her, or what happened? I thought he just did a blood test. Did he, he said okay, you all have to submit it. to a blood test. I thought he, for some reason, I thought he did a, a full body scan or some, something Man, like that. Man, maybe, I don't know. Maybe not. We'll have to watch the fucking thing again. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> she says, a word of caution. If this final episode is any indication of the writing direction we're moving towards in the later part of the season, I have very high hopes that we'll get an amazing season 2.5. However, the trauma and heartache suffered when AMC put us through season one of The Killing is still quite fresh in my mind. <laughs> I watch anything on AMC with an extra layer of caution now. Fearful of cruel cliffhangers after a season's worth of rewarding plot development. Well, I tell you what, we were this close to doing a podcast on the killing, and I feel like we dodged yeah. a fucking bullet yeah. because although it would have been entertaining, the fans' outrage <laughs> yeah. to cover that on a week by week basis, and then after the uh, can the, you imagine the iTunes reviews we would have gotten? Why do you do a podcast on a show you hate? <laughs> well, no, but I don't think that's true. I think people liked it until the very end, 
and progressively oh, got worse and gotcha. worse and worse until the climax was like insult to injury. If you like, we're going to move on because if you don't aren't familiar with the killing, then you have no idea what we're talking about. But yeah, I hear you. Long in the episode. Uh, she says, "P.S. I watched Silent Hill for the first time this weekend and was blown away by Lori Holden, aka Andrea, and her portrayal of uh, Sybil the deputy." As my boyfriend can attest, I have a full-blown girl crush on Lori Holden and have renewed expectations for what she can do in the Andrea role. Okay. I haven't seen it. Cool. I I saw it a long time ago. Didn't even know who she was at the time. So that's All cool. Right. Um, Brian H., who's now styling himself as a plain Nazi after our her, our scuffle on Facebook last week. Oh, did you have one? Yeah, I remember. I, I don't. He called me out on this wasn't two 737s crash. Oh, yeah. It was bed. a chartered plane. Yeah. Gotcha. Uh, he loved the episode after pretty much despising last week's. He really thought this is the best episode so far visually, and that all the shots mm-hmm. were framed perfectly, and the blocking seemed consistent with the quality of the show like Breaking Bad. Oh, wait, that's because Breaking Bad's Michelle McLaren directed this episode. Nice. She also did, I don't know all the episodes, but she did the uh, thirty, the one-minute episode where Hank got the... Uh, I don't want to do any spoilers. Yeah, don't do spoilers for a different people, show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but that's that phenomenal pacing in that one, too. Definitely, yeah. Um, I don't want to get in, wait a second. She said also that I thought the actor who portrayed Herschel nailed the, oh shit, my family and friends are getting blown away right in front of my face. Maybe this Walking Dead things is an AIDS 2.0 look. <laughs> Um, yeah. he says he doesn't want to get in too much speculation before next week's, next week's, uh, wrap up cast, but he can't see them staying on Herschel's farm for more than one more episode. Uh, yeah, things have got to go down next time. Mm-hmm. Um, One way or another. Matt from our own hometown of Naptown says... Cool. Uh, he wanted to, as a fan of our Breaking Good podcast, he wanted to take a moment to compare things that uh, may have gone <laughs> oh, yeah. unnoticed. He says, Shane's attempted rape of Lori is god-awful, and I do not condone it, uh, it under any circumstances, but... Walter White attempts the same rough sexual uh, marital rape to his wife, Skyler. Spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> Both deplorable, and I feel Shane was similar to Walter White trying to establish his dominance over his woman. Mm. Fair point. I don't think, um, and I never cast it on that season of Breaking Bad. I'm going to get around to it, but that's, I guess AMC's not afraid to go to the old, rape to, the, well. to the rape well. <laughs> yeah. Glenn uh, almost got introduced to that, too. To Dale is the new <laughs> eyebrows man. How can this have gone unnoticed? Now, now, come on. To be fair, he has some bushy eyebrows. Yes, but his eyebrows would have to be four times wider before he could be fairly <laughs> called eyebrow man. You're right. And his hair would have to be... That's an insult to eyebrow man. The hair in his eyebrows would have to be much darker, <laughs> too. You have to like, wipe those things down, too. He'd have to dye them black, yeah. Um... Let's see let me if there's anything else because i know we're running out of time she says i know there's some fans that felt cheated by sophia being in the barn however everything in the last scene that needed to be said was shown to us mm-hmm. great television i mean really great television conveys complex ideas through imagery and not just by characters explaining what's going on agreed she, yeah show she the don't nail on tell the they didn't need any dialogue we didn't need people to talk to think about this whole thing mm-hmm. they just showed it to us through acting and direction perfect uh, James from Chicago said, my only problem with the otherwise op- uh, awesome episode is the fact that Shane takes out an entire barn of walkers to make the farm safe. Yet by having him and half the rest of the camp just open up on the walkers, they must have made enough noise for walkers to hear them from Atlanta. Um, yeah, but well, I, I, I think it's a risk versus reward thing there. Because he, you open up the barn, I don't know that there's too many walkers to take them all out melee style. So it's like I... I think there are too many. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. So so you have to eliminate the threat, the immediate threat, which is the barn full of walkers, a hundred right. feet from where you're camping and sleeping. Right. Uh, and you you take the risk with it. Yeah. Uh, three more to go. Uh, they're all kind of short. Superficial from the website says, first of all, I'd rather shoot myself in the foot than watch Daryl and. Uh, Carol share a romantic relationship. She is far too meek and obedient and having her end up with Daryl would likely only compare him to Ed and being compared to Ed isn't good for anyone's reputation. Um, I'm glad Glenn finally gave a reason for acquiescing like a complete tool when everyone wanted to put him down the well. Sure. It wasn't the best reason, but portal reference equals win. <laughs> what do you think about that? The portal reference? I thought I was playing portal. Uh, Okay, it seems like Glenn might play Portal. He's a but bit he of a really nerd. But you really thought and... that going down a well with a fucking walker was just like a video game? That to me, no. That to me sounded like writers who didn't understand. Yeah, like these are old farts that are like buying into the video games equal reality. They're like you know, you play yeah. uh, whatever. I'm moving on before I get pissed. <laughs> um, we already addressed about Herschel telling the group about Sophia. Um, the darkest of passengers from Norway says he really liked the episode. Really liked the way they closed the Sophia chapter. He loved it when Shane lost his shit and started breaking to the barn. Wonder what happens in Herschel's head right now. Yeah, that's what I'm waiting to see next half of the season. He also loved the literally walking dead scene with Rick. That they were walking to dead like... like <laughs> with leashes. Yeah, almost. I thought that yeah. was actually pretty funny. Yeah. Um, I didn't get it on the first viewing, but uh, after uh, the Dark Passenger brought it to my attention... Seems obvious. Uh, it's great seeing more zombies. Shane's becoming more out of control. Maybe a danger to the group now. He thinks, anyway. Um, so, moving one last one. RP from Sin City. Thought it was a strong episode from beginning to end. Uh, it built momentum and has a plot moving forward. The demarcation between mm-hmm. the two camps, uh, Team Rick and Team Shane, is interesting. And one aspect of the show must wrestle with in order for it to stay interesting. He said the showdown between Dale and uh, Shane worked very well. The fact that both men acknowledged who they are and accept it, quote-unquote accept it, was fascinating. Their widely different views on what it means to maintain one's humanity represents the most interesting aspect of the show, and I hope it develops more. Me too. That's kind of why I hope Daryl Dale doesn't die. Yeah, because he's the guy who's... This is kind of setting up like Lost um, between Jack and uh, Locke. Okay. You know, man of faith, man of reason. Uh-huh. Sure. We got man of animal instinct versus man of humanity. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, you need kind of a duality in the show, otherwise it's boring. Right. Um, so the final uh, scene displays tor- storytelling at his best, which we've already talked about. Uh, and then he gives, he, he's, he's a Lions fan, he gives us a dig on our hapless Colts, so... I don't know. I wouldn't know anything about that. Yeah, you're not you're not a sport ball fan. Nah. I am. Really. It does suck. I hope we get Andrew <laughs> Luck. And what the hell? Why I was geared up for an awesome Thanksgiving game for once with the goddamn Lions and what, you guys shit to bed. Mm. That did shit not go over well. Bed. That did not go over well with the turkey on Thanksgiving. <laughs> That's all I've got. Should I kick it the outro? Uh, yeah, let's go ahead and tell them where they can find us. If you want to find our original content, our reviews, the episodes, and all our podcasts, you can find them at baldmove.com. Please send us your feedback at thewatchingdead at baldmove.com for our season mid-season wrap-up. Yeah, whatever. Season 2.1 wrap-up. Uh, you can also follow us on Facebook at uh, facebook.com slash baldmove and follow Jim on Twitter at baldmove. And if you guys want to follow my, like, kind of personal Twitter. Oh, I'm, Jesus, no. I'm at Jonescaster. 
Oh god. So, oh, okay, that's not your real personal. I was gonna well, say, that's, that's the mouth of fucking that's madness. My, that's man. my public personal account. That's our we get drunk and post crazy shit account. Yeah, you don't want the other one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, please support us leaving five star reviews on iTunes and subscribing because that helps us get more listeners and uh, more feedback. Definitely. Uh, you can also help us keep our lights on, our disc spinning, and our bits flowing through the internets by using our Amazon affiliate link at amazon.ballmove.com. And that's all yeah, I got, some spoilers. Actually, if you guys are looking for, like, Walking Dead Christmas gifts, maybe. They've got those fucking super sweet um, Todd McFarland action figures. Yes, those, which I've, I don't know if those are available on Amazon. They might be. They are. They're, they're so, so Series okay, 1 cool. is out, and they've got, like, two from the comics and then two from the uh, uh, two from the show, like including Rick. Uh-huh. But the one that I really want, Daryl's not coming out till January. Yeah, yeah. They showed it. They teased it on it's the Talking Dead. Sweet. He's got. They had Norman Reedus on, and they really? had the cross. He has got crossbow. They showed him the action figure. And he's got the squirrels on his belt. Yeah, it's yep. totally sweet. I gotta have that on my computer. Yeah. So if you know people who really like The Walking Dead and you're looking for Christmas gifts, go check out those figures. Also, there's uh, the Walking Dead Chronicles, which is kind of an official companion book for. Um, the series it talks about like the making of season one and it has like side by side shots of the comic book and the the series and if you're looking for cool gifts that's another one um i think that's all i've got there i'm not gonna do too much gift giving stuff all right let's get the spoilers all right let's do it as always uh until next time i'm jim and i'm aaron see ya This February. Where's Hershey? Can't find him anywhere. I'm going after him. Get us all killed. Then we have to stop that. It's dangerous. Now, what are you saying? What do you do to keep this camp safe? Oh, huh? what do you do? Don't you tell me about me getting my hands dirty. Back off! No one else gets hurt. It's not gonna end well. There is no hope for any of us. Dead returns this February. A special look at the next new episode. Man, that was fucking sweet, I gotta say. That that shot of that zombie? Pushing his face through that glass. Whoa. So, there's a lot. Where's Herschel? It looked like he went to a bar. (laughs) I'm serious. I think he went to the town bar and was like, fuck it. Herschel's just going drinking. Yeah, I mean, that's a kind of a rational response. Now, what do you think about Shane taking on Daryl? That's like uh, a Clash of the Titans, man, man. I can't wait to see it. I cannot wait to see that. And they're showing his string of ears and, uh-huh. like, Carol stumbling across Oh, that. imagine if he adds those lobes to it. Oh, man. He wouldn't even be able to wear that around his neck. It'd weigh him down. Yeah. He'd I, have to take it off to run away from zombies. It does look like maybe, maybe the second half of next year or next season is going to be pretty action-packed. At least what they're showing us. You know, they're not going to show True. us the boring parts. True. So uh, maybe okay. that's every action scene from the final half of the scene. Any, of the anything else to talk, to talk about? Because I've got a couple mm-hmm. of brief spoilers to mention. Um, what do you think about the fact that Sophia is still around in the comics and actually is a major influence on Carl? 
well, I think I'm okay. They've so changed Carl's arc the, already. Yeah, they, they definitely have. I mean, in the book, by now, he had killed Shane. Yeah. So <laughs> there's a big difference in his arc. But I think now the people who are going to be the biggest influence on him are Rick and Shane. And they're going to be kind of battling for the Carl's. devil and the angel on his shoulder. Yeah, exactly. What do you think about Carl shooting Shane? Because um, if Shane thinks he can win Carl's loyalty, I think he's got another thing coming to him. What do I think about who's shooting what? Like in the comic, Carl does shoot Shane because yeah. Shane is basically threatening to kill Rick. And Carl uh-huh. comes out of nowhere and says, you can't hurt my daddy and shoots him through Kapow. the neck. Yep. Um, what do you think that – because I think – the way I think this is going to go down – as I think Shane's going to kill either Herschel or Dale. And judging from the preview, I think it's it's not going to sit too well with Shane that they're going off to look for fucking Herschel, which it seems like they are doing. Yeah. yeah um, I think he's going to kill one of those two, and then uh, when Rick has to confront him about it, it's going to get violent, and then maybe Carl kills Shane. Maybe. I mean, they could definitely bring it back around to Carl killing Shane. Don't you think that Shane has to kill a survivor at this point? Uh, that's kind of the next move. Yeah, yeah I mean, because he's already killed the other survivor, like from the other camp. Yeah, he's gone as far down the defiance path as he can without killing, without someone. acting against his own. Yeah, um, and Herschel's a perfect candidate for that, right? Because he wants him off the farm. Uh, he's been Dale or the whole Herschel, time. honestly. Eh, again, I think he sees Dale as not a threat. So no, but he might just snap. Yeah, I don't know. No, that's so. true. That's true. Um. Anyway, uh, Brian H. says, uh, speaking about Carl's development, uh, I kicked this part of his uh, feedback to spoilers. says, I like how Carl's character from the comics starting to merge more as he told Shane that his Sophia theory is bullshit. Take that, you psycho big-eared homewrecker. I really want to see Carl emerge <laughs> as a badass in training like in a comic. Imagine if Daryl, the master of survival, took Carl on his wing in the next six episodes. That would be a really great hmm. story arc, and it could play up the dichotomy of Rick, Shane, and uh, Daryl portraying comic book Rick. You're right, because I think that, you know, th- th- this series is taking three characters to play one character in a comic book. They've split Rick's psyche mm-hmm. into three different parts. We talked about this before, our theory. Um, do you want to talk about Carl being a badass? Because honestly, I haven't read that far in the comics to know uh, where they're talking about. I mean, it, I don't know that I have either. Really? To be honest, I'm not sure I remember anything up to the prison. With him being a real badass, except for shooting Shane. Well, I guess I heard I've read some spoilers that said that Carl ends up shooting some kids that were survivors that were causing severe problems. They're like psychopaths. I wonder if that's and none of the adults. The none of the adults would do it. So Carl took it upon himself to murder them. Basically, I don't know that I've read that far. I haven't gotten past the prison. Okay, so. well then, yeah, because I hear that that's – I think it's past that when they get to okay. one of the other survivor complexes. Hmm. So, but anyway, I thought um, – I'm not exactly sure what he's talking about here, but uh, I do think there is some darkness to Carl that they're even laying the ground yeah. to right now. And I can see Shane pushing that – pushing mm-hmm. Carl towards that direction. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, anything else? My voice is about to give out, man. You got anything no. else to say? Uh, no, I think the we're at an hour 45. I think we're good. All so. right. Well, our last episodes tend to run long anyway. And this was an especially good one. We had a lot to talk about. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, join us next week for the wrap-up, the mid-season wrap-up, I guess. Yeah. Uh, Thanks for sticking with us. Yeah, we'll see you next time. All right, good night.